Today's episode is brought to you by our favorite online art gallery, Liza Pruitt. Liza is an art curator who believes that the magic behind any beautiful space is the unique language the walls are speaking. She's made her passion into a career by connecting people with the art that speaks their language. Liza and her team have a goal to make sourcing and buying incredible original art accessible to everyone. They have a thoughtful curated selection of landscapes, abstracts, sketches, and more from their favorite up-and-coming and established artist. Offering a variety of price points and styles, their collections are available to easily view and purchase online. I know listeners will enjoy getting to know Liza and her team as our April sponsor. You have her to thank for our incredible upcoming conversations. Be sure to check out Liza's impressive lineup at lizapruitt.com and at liza.pruitt on Instagram. Be sure to check her out. Hi, everyone. I am Emily Landers, and this is How'd She Do That? a podcast answering that question each episode. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to our 90th episode of HSDT. It feels like every time I turn around, there's a new monumental moment to share with you all, and so much of it goes back to you, our amazing listeners. So if this is your first time listening, a very special welcome to you. You've come across uh, a project of mine that started in quarantine that has now turned into, dare I say it, a business. We love sharing the behind the scenes of what it looks like to start a podcast here. You can find some of our bonus episodes on Fridays as to what it's looked like for me to really recognize, hey, this could be something that I do long term. That's how much I love it. Okay, what's going to be the backing behind that to make that happen? (laughs) And we have, we've begun to figure it out and we're going to continue to do so. And we are going to continue to share. A really special thank you to my amazing listeners. You all tune in. You are so heartfelt in your encouragement to me. You always think the best of of myself as well as my guest, and I so appreciate that about this incredible community. Well, within the theme of monumental moments, this was definitely one for the podcast, welcoming my friend Olivia Mangrum onto the show. This was my first live recording with a guest, and I could not have thought of a more gracious and kind guest to join in person, face-to-face for the very first time. It was such a treat to be able to meet Olivia in Los Angeles. Her husband, Colin, was incredible to be very quiet while we were recording. I busted in on a trip that they had, and Olivia was so gracious to to host me in her Airbnb and really to be able to sit across from a guest and look them in the eye while I was asking these questions and to share in my gratitude in person was really, really cool. And I hope, I hope it might be the first. I hope it's not the last time to be able to record live with a guest. Much more to come on all of that. As always, if you enjoy the show, please do feel free to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Share this episode with a friend, perhaps add it to your Instagram stories. Okay, guys? Without further ado, here's one of my favorites. Here is Olivia Mangrum on How'd She Do That? To 
Today's guest, Olivia Mangrum, is a highly sought-after model and businesswoman based in Dallas, Texas. Olivia's modeling career initially began after being scouted at the mall during the summer after her freshman year of high school, and a few years later, her current Dallas agency scouted her at St. Mark's High School graduation. Lisa Dawson spotted her through the crowd, walked right up to Olivia, and asked, How tall are you? Olivia is an avid traveler with a passion for people and all things beauty. When she isn't shooting for brands like Mirren Crosby, Micolandrina, Noble 31, Michelle Watches, or encouraging women like myself, she is likely spending time with her family and friends. Olivia, welcome to How'd She Do That? Oh my goodness, what a lovely introduction. I am honored to be here. (laughs) Well, this is extremely monumental for me because listeners, this is huge. Olivia is right in front of me. We are recording live, live. (laughs) which is literally just the best. And I have to brag on you and I have to tell you, um, when I first started the podcast, you were one of the first listeners to reach out, to encourage me, to send me a note, and to share that you were listening. And I about lost my mind. (laughs) Well, I love the podcast. So it's it's easy to fangirl over you and encourage you. Yeah. (laughs) Well, this is very surreal. And this is such a special day for me. So to have you here, to have you present with us in Santa Monica, it's huge. So let's dive in. I am so excited to share more of your story a little bit. I mentioned in the introduction, but how about you tell us, tell us a little bit about maybe where you're from, where you went to school and, and what your upbringing was kind of like. Okay. Wonderful. Um, I am from Dallas, Texas. Uh, my husband and I currently still live in Dallas, Texas, but I went to USC in Los Angeles, California yes. for undergrad and loved my time there, which is why I'm here right now. I had to come back. <laughs> so nostalgic. I know. I love it so much. Um, but I started out studying business and cinematic arts. Oh, wow. Love cinema so much. Yes. Um, but I just decided to shake things up. So <laughs> I finished out with business and sports media, which is so very fun. So what at that time did you think you were going to be stepping into? <laughs> <laughs> so I originally wanted to be a sports agent. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yes. I could see that. Yes. Oh. Um, that did not turn out to be what I'm doing, but you know, I still, I still loved the program so much. It was such a wonderful experience being there. So, so at that time you're thinking you might step into that, but I mentioned in your intro, there was a a timeframe that you were scouted and then scouted again. What was the kind of precipice for you to say, okay, I think there's a, you know, future in modeling for me. Yes, that's, that's a good question. (laughs) So modeling pretty much started out as kind of a hobby. Mm -hmm. Um, So I started out in high school, I'd say sophomore year of high school was when I really started doing that. And it was a lot of stepping away from school for appointments. And, you know, you can only have so many appointments. So it was very here and there, not Mm -hmm. a very serious job by any means. Mm -hmm. Um, And then when I moved to Los Angeles for college, I did not do any sort of work or modeling my freshman year. I just wanted to make sure I had my head in the books and could handle everything that I needed to handle. Mm-hmm. And so sophomore year of college, I decided to get back into it. I had changed to my current Dallas agency, mm-hmm. Kim Dawson, that I'm with. Um, and they were so wonderful to pair me up with a wonderful 
agency in Los Angeles, Wilhelmina. So that's when I started doing very, in my opinion, very cool jobs, (laughs) things that I never could have dreamed that I would be doing. Um, So I was, you know, manipulating my schedule to be, you know, classes on two days of the week to have three days of the week available for work. And that's when I was like, okay, this is serious. This is a a legitimate job. And I kept doing it all the way through um, the end of college. Mm -hmm. And when I got out of college, I was still preparing to potentially do something else. And my husband was like, you know what? You just need to do this Mm -hmm. full time for a year Mm -hmm. and just see. We can go college. He's wonderful. (laughs) He's so wonderful and encouraging me in that way and, you know, pushing me in ways that you know, I wouldn't push myself. So. Yes. Oh my yes. I, and it obviously stuck. So <laughs> yeah, I'll say. Yeah. Now tell me this because the timeline is interesting. Colin was there during that season of life. So mm-hmm. when did you guys get married and what was that time frame like? Yes. So we got engaged, let's see, the summer right before my senior year of college. Oh, wow. Which was so very sweet. Yes. And um, I went back to school and I only had a semester left, which yes. was really nice. So I had that semester and then I moved back home December of 2018 and um, had six more months and then we got married. So we okay. got married June 2019. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Okay. That is so fun to think about you kind of managing and, and preparing that relationship, but then thinking, okay, this is something I can really do full time. This is something I want to dive into. Tell me this, what was perhaps a shoot that maybe it was a first one or or maybe it was one that was in college that you really got the bug, that you felt like, I'm good at this, this is something I can do and I'm excited about? Absolutely. Oh, there was this one shoot that I just loved. I was just over the moon that I was even considered for it. (laughs) And it was for Shiseido Skincare. Okay. I'm pretty sure it's a Japanese skincare. Don't quote me on that, Okay. I probably have that wrong. But um, they are known for their sunscreen for the most part, but they have other wonderful beauty products, skincare products. And we shot out in Malibu at this secret beach I think it was Zuma Beach, but uh-huh. I could be wrong. Maybe Westward or Little Maybe. Doom? I probably had no idea where I was, to be honest. <laughs> You're just like, I'm in power. This is amazing. But I showed up, and there was this luxury RV, and you walk in, and you get a facial, you get a manicure, a pedicure, oh, you know, God. the whole nine yards. Yes. And I'm being paid to be at the beach for this major skincare <laughs> brand, and I'm just like, you know what? This is wild. Yes. So that was my first kind of moment of okay, this is, this is real. (laughs) Yes. Oh my gosh. Now tell us this because I think this is something that my listeners would be very curious to know. And we've had Lyndon Orr on the, on the podcast, which she's amazing. (laughs) Yes, she is. But I love to hear about kind of the business side of things, because like you said, you're at a beach in Malibu, you know, being, being pampered and prepped for the shoot, but there's a lot of behind the scenes that goes on. So maybe we even backtrack to originally being scouted mm-hmm. and then saying, okay, I want to step into this. I want to give it a try. What does it look like on the business side of things? Because you're at that time at Wilhelmina mm-hmm. and you're in Los Angeles getting jobs and your your schedule, you have classes two days a week and then you have other days that you're able to go and you have to go and be casted, right? I mean, I'm a novice in all of this, but but you're you're rocking and rolling in that entity. So tell us a little bit about what you've learned on the business side of things, maybe even in those early years that that we wouldn't expect to know. Absolutely. Um, 
I guess I'm like trying to figure out where exactly to start. I so. know that's what I'm wondering too. <laughs> so when you're scouted, I mean, I always recommend it's wonderful to be scouted by one agent at one agency, but I always recommend going to see as many as you can. Okay. Um, just kind of to dip your toe in the water of, yeah. of every agency and get a feel for what might be a good fit for you. Yeah. Um, and just kind of getting all your questions answered of, you know, what your expectations are, what their expectations are, Mm -hmm. um, and going from there, picking an agent and, um, an agency. And so once you're with them to kind of get the ball rolling is probably the hardest part. Yes. Um, probably as with any industry, it just takes some time to get into it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, getting your professional pictures taken and Mm -hmm. figuring out, I remember I started out with movement classes so I could try and figure out how to best move my body, present myself, you know, all those awkward things. Like, what do I do with my hands or, you know, so just getting comfortable with yourself and figuring out, okay, what are my moves? What are Mm -hmm. my, what's my best side or, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so it's kind of funny because I feel like every model kind of has their moves. You were talking about Lyndon. Like, I, I pretty much know what Lyndon's going to do. I'm, I'm sure Lyndon knows what I'm going to do. It's so it's so funny. Um, but on more on the business side, it gets kind of more interesting when you start getting into multiple agencies, I would say. Um, for example, Lyndon is with multiple agencies. I'm with multiple agencies. And at that point, you would typically have a mother agency, mm-hmm. a mother agent mm-hmm. who kind of is head honcho. Yes. And so she manages, or she or he, mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> whoever it is, <laughs> whoever it is, um, would manage pretty much um, all of the agents. So, wow. you know, for example, Kim Dawson is my mother agent yes. in Dallas, Texas. Yes. And so each of my other agencies will come to Kim Dawson and say, hey, is Olivia available for this date? And you know, wow. kind of runs the schedule. So um, you could have that. Some people have a manager. Yes. Um, some people are freelance and do this all themselves. Yes. Which I, I don't think props I could ever do props people. to them. Um, I'm so grateful to have somebody else, many other people that manage my schedule for me. Yes. Just tell me where to be and I will show up. Yes. <laughs> um, so it's definitely, definitely interesting. Um, yeah. So you have so you can have multiple agents in different cities. Is that what I'm hearing? And yes. then you have a mother agency that will coordinate everything on your behalf. Exactly. So how many agencies have you had at one time? Um, the most I've had at one time is three, which is right. Oh, now. is yes. three? Yes. Oh, which is right now. Who are you currently with? Uh, Kim Dawson in Dallas, Wilhelmina in Los Angeles, and New York Models in New York. Like the best of the best. Oh, Olivia. I'm very grateful to have them all, oh, for sure. Oh my gosh. Um, yes. Yes, for you to be able to step into so many different roles and so many different jobs that are kind of coming your way, it's so impressive to think about, you know, what might that be like to be able to say, okay, um, you know, here's my schedule. This is what I'm stepping into, right? And you are actually... I mean, you're beholden to all kinds of travel and lots of different elements there, right? So share a little bit about, because I know scheduling a recording with you and scheduling a recording with Lyndon, it's like, <laughs> I'm ready to be flexible, ladies. You pencil me in and let Absolutely. me know when you're available. What is that like? What is it like to, I mean, how far in advance can you know, or how short term 
are you planning trips and, and travel around shoots? Absolutely. I mean, if I could say anything about this industry, it is the most spontaneous and often last minute <laughs> industry ever. Um, so you definitely have to be flexible and um, just willing to just ride the wave. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of jobs could be as last minute as the day before. Wow. Um, I've definitely found out about the job for, you know, the next morning at 5 p.m. that night. (laughs) Um, I would say that there is a little bit more notice for, you know, big travel jobs. Mm -hmm. Like if the whole production is going somewhere, Mm -hmm. then you typically would find out maybe a week or two or three or four in advance. Yes. Um, But if it's, you know, a typical client that I work with, perhaps at home, Mm -hmm. that, you know, is a normal client, then it could be the day before or maybe a day or two. (laughs) Uh, See, I think that's something that people wouldn't realize about your life and your given industry. Just the the question mark of what's next? What is my next week going to look like? What is next month going to look like? Mm -hmm. So to know that that's something that you're doing that's flexible, it's very different from so many other guests who either have a nine to five or are doing their business from their home. You're out and about. Now, I would be really curious to hear, has there ever been an instance in your career maybe it was at a casting or or something along those lines um because we've talked in depth about your faith and 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 what you stand for and even reading articles before this conversation just loving how you share um you know what it is you really want to focus on when challenges come up or when there's uh rejection Mm -hmm. you know when when you're casted or not what did it look like early on for you to learn, okay, this is not a no to me as a person. Can you tell us, has, has that ever been a struggle? Has that ever been a challenge for you throughout your career? I, I definitely would say that it was more of a struggle early on. Mm-hmm. I mean, I started out when I was 15 years old. Yeah. A lot of girls, most girls start out when they're 13, 14, 15. Yes. You know, you're so young and, you know, potentially more easily influenced. Yes. And, um, don't really have that thick skin. Yes. <laughs> um, so it's definitely easy to be influenced and to be, um, I guess, just, you know, get your feelings hurt or take rejection in a less than, less than stellar way. Yes. <laughs> um, so, you know, it is hard when you walk into a room of girls that quote, you know, might be a variation of you, you know, yes. they're all five, nine and they all yes. look like this and they all have your same hair and you're kind of like, Oh, you know, am I good enough? Mm -hmm. Am I worthy enough? Do they like that girl more than me? Is she more beautiful than me? Mm -hmm. And I feel like you just learn over time that you cannot take this industry personally. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, rejection does, does not mean anything about you. It has nothing to do with you or your character. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think that was just something that I had to learn over time. Mm -hmm. Just, you know, not to be competitive with girls around you. Everyone mm-hmm. is on the same struggle bus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's doing their best. And, yes. you know, I think it's so much more encouraging when we can just encourage each other. Like, I'm always so eager for Lennon to get that job. Yes. And I know she's always so eager for me to get that job. And yes. it's just... I think it's so much better that way. (laughs) Well, and it's so cool too, because as an outsider looking in, Mm -hmm. it seems as though you've really found your footing in a group of women that are extremely encouraging. It's not the catty kind of things you might see in the movies where Mm -hmm. you're like, oh gosh, these girls are cutthroat. But really you've seemed to 
found have found a, a friend group that's doing so much of what you're doing and you guys are so sweet mm-hmm. and encouraging and that's what I just want to say which is so crazy for Olivia is really I mean beautiful on the inside and out I've had I've had I've had podcast guests that have had you on set that adore you that speak so highly of you Mm -hmm. so again just to be with you you guys we're in person and this is just so fun to see your face and and to hear (laughs) to hear your answers and whatnot it's just it's such a treat for me well, I would love to know, because I know this is something that a lot of people wouldn't necessarily be able to put the details together. Can you tell us a little bit about what a regular casting looks like? Because I don't know if we've even covered that on an episode. Yes, absolutely. It definitely it definitely looks different from market to market, per mm-hmm. se, like New York or LA or Dallas. Oh. Um, Dallas really doesn't have that many castings, which is uh-huh. nice. Yes. They just book you directly. If they yeah. like you, they like you, which is so wonderful. Yes. Um, but if you're in New York or LA, you might have to spend a little more time mm-hmm. um, getting that job or securing that client. Mm-hmm. So I would say for LA, I was used to kind of driving all around town, yes. <laughs> east side, west side, you know, at wherever they might send you, it's usually a very random location. <laughs> and um, it kind of depends. Usually you'll walk into a room full of girls that are also going for the same part, kind of similar to maybe an acting job. Um, and they can't, they usually do look like you. Is they, that right? They typically do look like That's you. That's so crazy um, to it, me. It depends. Sometimes yeah. they'll pull a wider variety and sometimes they're really looking for a specific that's kind of girl wild especially if it has anything to do with like beauty or makeup or I've been to um a a casting for a makeup brand where they're coming in and they want to test a specific shade of foundation on you to see if you match it and it's it's, it's so interesting (laughs) it's so interesting but I've been in situations where this is typical they call you in one by one Mm -hmm. and you have your little booklet of uh-huh. your most recent photos and yes. your most recent digitals and your, your height and your measurements and whatnot and you say hi my name is Olivia Mangrum I'm with Wilhelmina LA yep. and you usually tell a little bit about yourself to show your personality <laughs> and whatever else they might ask of you so what is the craziest thing that has been asked of you if anything crazy oh gosh I guess just to like show your talents and things like that yeah I've had people put me on the spot to like dance or sing or rap or (laughs) I'm a model not an actress (laughs) I've not taken improv class Oh my gosh, but I've been in also very intimidating situations where they bring all the girls up at once, you stand in this long line, and they say, okay, we want to keep you, but you go home. We want to keep you, but you go home. And, you know, everyone's just trembling looking at each other. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so... What does it look like to leave something like that? And if they do say, you go home, do you have anything you say to yourself? Like, are you like, it's okay, I'm going home. <laughs> like, what do you do in that situation? I think you're just kind of like, well, you know, next one, and we're just going to keep rolling. Isn't yeah. that crazy? It's just such a foreign entity to me, but, but something that I think you've probably learned so much through just different tasks that like you've been put on the spot and just to continue to grow your confidence. 
it's fun for those of you who are listening to think, okay, what would I do in that situation? You know, and I think it says a lot about you to be able to say, well, I just go home and put on a smile and say, on to the next. There will always be other jobs. Yes. So. Yes. yes. Oh. As you're stepping into modeling and as what year would you say things really took off that you felt like you found your footing? Because I would say, I mean, you have taken off just so you know, oh, <laughs> I'm <nice>. coming, <laughs> I'm coming from the place of you have that's taken nice. off. But for you, when did you sense that, that that was the case? Um, I would probably say 2020. That's that's kind of really? a strange answer because obviously COVID yes. kind of emerged in 2020. Yeah. But I feel like, you know, once we started working again in probably July yep. or so, oh my goodness, I just hit the ground running and really? I had never been busier. And then 2021, last year, I would say it was my best year. I started with my New York agency that April yep. and oh my goodness it was they are such a blessing oh. obviously in addition to my other agencies but yes it has never been busier which I'm very grateful for oh my god <laughs> so what did it look like 2020 and even 2021 when you're hitting the ground running what were some of those trips for you what did that look like what were some of those jobs mm-hmm. I would say a big job that I remember from 2020 was with Michelle Watches. Yes. And we went to, we flew into Nashville, but we stayed in Franklin. Okay, yes. Um, which was so adorable. It's yes. such a cute little it's area. It's so cute. Um, but we were there for, I mean, almost a week. I'd say four or five days, and we're just shooting these gorgeous watches. And we have, you know, my good friend Diamond Mahone designing oh. these beautiful curated outfits and looks, like on the spot. Oh. She's just, she's amazing. And uh, my good friend Walter's doing gorgeous hair, and we're just galloping through fields, and oh. kind of like, is this real life? And you know, I, I'm getting to work alongside some of my good friends, the other models, and oh. I had never really been on—I uh, don't think I'd been on a production like that where the mm-hmm. whole team flies in, yes, and we just create something fun for a couple of days and oh. go home. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah. And how long can a shoot last? Because you just said a couple of days. Some of them can be a week, or, or what oh, is that yeah. time frame? Absolutely. What's the longest you've ever been on? Oh, gosh, that's a good question. I would say the Revlon shoot that I had uh, last year was probably five days. Wow, okay, yeah. So you can be somewhere for a given time frame. That Do you know going in it's going to last yes, that long? Yes. Okay, you know that it's going to be this long, so you can prepare in advance. Typically, I would okay. hope so. That's what I'm wondering. Well, on the flip side of that, I would be really curious to know, and this is kind of an interesting thought and question for you, as you kind of step into all of these different roles, and this is really, it's such a unique industry in that it is you presenting yourself in hopes of fitting their expectation for their thought. Mm -hmm. So it's not saying you need to, you know, change yourself. It's just, do you fit? Which is kind of how Lyndon explained it to me. And I think that's a healthy mindset to have. Absolutely. Throughout your career, is there a point that you would say failure actually helped shape it whatever failure might mean to you Hmm, that is a good question um i think i'm not sure if i necessarily had a a specific moment of failure but Mm -hmm. i think you know over the course of the last several years you know not securing a specific job but i really hoped i would Mm -hmm. or when even more interesting it's it's kind of funny when um 
lately I've had a lot of castings for New York mm-hmm. over Zoom or you know submit photos or submit mm-hmm. videos since they weren't having a lot of things in person. Mm-hmm. And I would kind of know the girls I was competing with more uh. or less. And you know it's so interesting to you know not be called back for that job and then the pictures come out and you see who they use and you're wow. like, oh, you know, that's unfortunate. I mean, yes. go her, yes. but you know, I really wanted that job for myself. And, yeah. you know, over time I've just realized that, you know, jobs come and go, you mm-hmm. know, over time, it just, it really doesn't matter at the end of the day. Yeah. Like there will always be another job. Mm-hmm. There will always be someone that sees potential in you mm-hmm. and, you know, you just can't carry around all of the mm-hmm. all of the jobs you didn't get or all yes. of the failures or yes, you know. uh, yeah. Well, it's interesting because I was wondering what would be the response to the failure because it is an interesting industry to think. Well, like where would Olivia have failed? I mean, she there's certain things that you can't do, but for you, it would be what jobs were someone else? And it's mm-hmm. interesting too. You sometimes know who's coming up against you in oh, roles. Yes. <laughs> that is the craziest thing to me because that's like it. Yeah, that's wild. I've never thought of that, that you would be able to see, you know, what it, whoever it was and say, oh, okay, that's that's who they went with. Absolutely. Are, when you have shoots and when you have jobs, I ha- I think this is right. Tell me if I'm, I'm not right, right here. Sometimes they won't tell you when it's coming out. So have you ever had a moment that you see yourself or you see the shoot and you're, you're, you know, at Target or whatever. And you're like, oh my gosh, there it is. Oh, absolutely. Well, I never know when things are coming you out. You never know when things are coming out. I never out. know when they're coming out. I would say half the time I never know where they're coming out, whether it's going to be Instagram or email or flyers or in the store. Oh. So I feel like I'm having family and friends say, yeah, I saw you, you know, oh. which is so fun. Yes. Another thought that just came to mind for failures yeah. is, you know, it's kind of funny to think about, you know, if you've been working for a client a couple of times, mm-hmm. or even if you only have worked with them once, but yes. you know that they're loyal and yes. bring models back and then you don't hear from them for a while. And yes. you're kind of like, okay, what did I do that, you know, maybe I wasn't a good fit or maybe this or that, or right. a lot of times too, there can be a lot of cooks in the kitchen. Yes. You know, there's a lot of people on set. There's, you know, an art director, a producer, yes. you know, a stylist, a makeup artist, a lot of times there's assistance to all of those people and yeah. the client and, you know, and sometimes things can't always come together as they'd hoped. Yep. And, you know, sometimes you think that it's your fault that it's not coming together and mm-hmm. typically it's not. Typically yes. it's just people have different visions for what they wanted, you know, the result to be. Yeah. So it's another little dash of like oh my gosh is this my fault am i failing am i not a good fit yes you know that can kind of be difficult and yeah you know people can vary also on how much direction they give yes i love to have direction because i i love to know what the client wants for me yes and sometimes that can be difficult if they don't give you direction and right. then maybe they get frustrated and you're like, no, I can do this. Yes. You know, just tell me what you want from me. I can, yes. I can make it happen. Yes. You know, so that's another, oh. another one. <laughs> well, and it's so, it's just such an interesting industry and I love talking about it because I think there's so many entities for us to take away. Just the confidence level, the thought of thinking the best of everyone. Mm-hmm. There could be a makeup artist on the shoot that they have a best friend who's a model and they mm-hmm. tapped her in. Yes. You know, to, to think of what outside of your story that you're sharing in your head, oh, I didn't do this right. Oh, they didn't like this pose. You know, 
I just love the lessons that I can take away in my personal life. And I'm not modeling you guys, but, but to be able to take it to my personal life and say, where is it that I can take the, the lessons that you've shared and, and put it into my industry? Mm-hmm. There's so many. There's so many. Okay, but I want to ask because this is really fun. You mentioned that you'll have friends and family members see shoots that that you haven't seen yet. Perhaps I'm sure you're getting texts all the time. Olivia, Olivia, I see you here. I see you here. <laughs> when was a family member? When was it that maybe a family member spotted you early on? What was that like? Oh, it was. I can think of it perfectly. <laughs> so. My dad sent me a picture of my little sister and my little brother at JCPenney, and there was this big, you know, life-size picture of me, and oh they sent me gosh. this picture of, you know, my little brother and my little sister standing next to me, like, it's oh. you, and they're so little, they're tiny tots, they're probably like five and six, oh or my gosh. maybe smaller than that, yes. and that was just the sweetest moment, they're like, oh, big sister <laughs> is here in the store, you know, it's so funny, I... My sister-in-law has also done that as well when she's shopping. And she's like, that's my sister. And oh. she told me that they would look at her like, mm, <laughs> are you sure? Are you sure that's your sister? <laughs> so it's just it's sweet, sweet memories. Oh yeah. gosh. Well, it's so cool. It's so cool to think about. And on the flip side for you personally, what would you say has been a real wow moment for you in your career? Oh, goodness. In terms of seeing myself somewhere or... In terms of all of it. Maybe a shoot, maybe a moment, maybe meeting someone that you were just like, wow, this is pretty cool. That's a good question. Um, I would say that the Revlon shoot was a really fun deal I'll say. for me. Just <laughs> yes. to, you know, have a job where I'm in New York for five days and I'm mm. working on this big production and you know, the videographer flew in from London and all these people flew in from LA and yeah. it was such a fun production to be on. And the other models were so wonderful and had such cool backgrounds, which oh. is always the best part. Just yes. the people that you meet and all these jobs. Yes. Um, and just to be there every day and see what they were creating. Um, yeah. A lot of beauty jobs is it's a lot of waiting, Yes. which is a lot of me observing people <laughs> and just, it's, it's really cool that the creative side in me it's cool to see how the whole production how the whole end product is created and that was just such a fun deal for me because it's like oh it's Revlon you know yes. it's something that I've heard of my family has heard of it's it's a global brand yes and that was a really cool moment I would say yeah that's amazing <laughs> oh to think of that I'm sure that whole day and then the process of seeing it and seeing it all come together exactly. I'm sure was incredible mm-hmm. Well, I have been really eager to ask you this next question, and I always give a little heads up and a little warning, Uh, and honestly, Olivia, I could talk to you forever, Mm -hmm. Um, but I would love to know, what is perhaps the greatest lesson you have learned? Oh, goodness. That is a good question. Mm -hmm. I would say something that comes to, you know, the forefront of my brain is that this industry actually doesn't have a lot to do with what you look like. Mm. I know that that is a crazy thing to say and a strange thing to think about, but the models that I know that have done so well in their career or that Mm -hmm. continue to be pulled back time and time again by clients are extremely well-rounded girls. Mm -hmm. Um, They have wonderful character. Mm -hmm. They're such a joy to be around. They are just lights on the set um and just so professional you know Mm -hmm. always on time just 
just great to create with. Yeah. Um, obviously, they're beautiful, but mm-hmm. they're beautiful inside and out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that is so, so evident. For example, my friend Lyndon. <laughs> but, you know, I, I have seen many times where there are the most gorgeous models with maybe not not the best attitude or maybe we're yep. having a bad day. Right. Um, and you know, you can kind of hear the client saying, well, we're not going to bring them back. Yeah. And you know, it's just, it really goes to show that with any job, with any industry, mm-hmm. including an industry that is quote solely devoted to your looks mm-hmm. has nothing to do with your looks. Yeah. So, you know, I hope people do know that if yeah. they are in the industry or are looking to get into the industry, mm-hmm so important oh it's so and so well said and i know that i've tapped in with you and Lyndon into the best of the best and i know that's the case for you i've already mentioned it but i've talked to guests who adore working with you so So, and for you to even pencil me in today it's the same it's the same yes it is (laughs) oh my goodness well i know you have a ton coming up including a flight here in a little bit but tell us this what's next for you oh goodness what is next for me it's hard to say. It's <laughs> That's right. Industry, <laughs> we just know? learned that. <laughs> it is. Um, I, I think what's hopefully next for me within these next years is just continuing to grow with the three agencies that I'm with. So amazing. I'm so grateful that this industry has greater longevity nowadays. Yes. Um, my hope is to be in it as long as I can be in it. <laughs> I know you will <laughs> if be. If they keep bringing me back. <laughs> um, but I think what's next is just continuing to grow. Um, I'm grateful to have been in this industry for about a decade and I you know, wow. have kind of figured out, okay, I would like to go in this direction. How do I take myself in that direction? Mm-hmm. So, you know, hopefully that means more beauty jobs for, for me, sure. more jewelry jobs for me. Yeah. I love all the jobs that I get, but I am very passionate about those specifically yeah. and um, just hoping to grow in those areas. So. Oh. Well, we'll that's see. Exci- we will see. We'll stay tuned. We, we'll stay tuned because I'm sure that's going to be the case for you. Well, is there anything that we didn't cover that you'd like to? I don't think so. I think you've hit every single point. Every I single love it. Head. I love it. Well, it's really fun too because I know we've mentioned friends and mutual friends and, and guests that I've had on the podcast that you've worked with. So there's also a theme within your career and within your industry to keep up with folks, to network and whatnot. So mm-hmm. I'd love to ask you this question. Who do you know that should maybe come on and share their story? Mm, two people come to mind. Um, my friend Diamond Mahone that I mentioned earlier. Yes. She is the most creative, just out of your mind, talented person. Um, she's been my stylist on so many, so many shoots. So cool. She lives in Dallas and she's moving to Mexico City, I think oh, pretty soon. We are oh, sad wonderful. to lose her, yes. but she is wonderful. I hope you can get her on here. Um, yeah. Also, Kristen Kilpatrick is a wonderful, yes. talented photographer and creative. Um, she is behind so many things that I yeah. think that you've seen that you just, you wouldn't even know. You're like, oh my goodness, she's involved in this, this, and this. Yeah. Um, she's based in Austin and she does just about everything. So yes. yeah, she's wonderful as well. Amazing. Well, I know Kristen and she actually shot my book 
she cover. Did. Yes, oh yes, my goodness. yes. We did a shoot in Palm Springs with Madison Isner, yes. the, those ladies, oh the jewelry, yeah. and uh, Kristen was amazing. So I have met her, and I, I agree. I think Kristen and Diamond would make for amazing guests. I agree. Well, <laughs> Olivia, I know many of my listeners likely already follow you. They're probably here because they already know you, but tell us where can listeners connect with you? Sure. I'm on Instagram at Liv Mangrum. You can follow me there if you'd like to. Yes. Would love to have you. <laughs> <laughs> and she is. She's an awesome follow, you guys. And at, like I've said, I, I'm so grateful to you. Thank you for your time today. Thank you for squeezing me in. And thank you for your support of the podcast. It has meant the world. Absolutely. You're easy to encourage and easy to Thank you all for listening to today's episode of How'd She Do That? And a special thank you to our April sponsor, Liza Pruitt. Please feel free to follow us on Instagram at How'd She Do That Podcast. And we hope you'll join us next Tuesday for a new episode. We will talk to you soon.